0: Happy Labor Day everybody. We've got something for you to have with your Mac salad and that is Penn State football conversation. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Ryan Snyder and Sean Fitz with me. It was a big weekend for Penn State football and Penn State football recruiting. So we're going to get into all of that today including a reaction to the game. This is the recruiting show but Penn State football played on Saturday and this is the first show of the week. So we're definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, But first Ryan, you're going on a boat today from what I hear.
1: Oh, yeah, just taking the kids out, man. Um, Harrisburg has this little festival called Ryan, you're going
0: to be on a boat today. You got to be
1: more excited about it. (laughs) I I mean, really, I'm just trying to get my work done, if I'm being honest. Uh, That's, I mean, I'm trying to juggle dad duties and work duties. But no, I mean, yeah, Harrisburg has this little thing called Capona. Take the kids down there, you know, get your face painted, go on the boat, do some grilling. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait.
0: (laughs) fits any any I know you're not on a boat today from what I've heard. Unless I, I'm wrong about that. Any other uh holiday plans for today?
2: No, not really. Got my fantasy drafts in last night, so I'm kind of uh, you know, getting there. So uh <laughs> I spent the last hour doing dishes. But uh no, I mean it's uh it's it it should be a good day. I'm glad we're having a show on the Labor Day. Uh just keep every, everything in schedule because we have so much YouTube content these days that it's uh it's important to stick I mean this is first down you you want to get 7 yards on first down stay ahead of schedule so that's what we're doing here on a Monday so we appreciate everybody that is joining us on this holiday uh big weekend for Penn State big weekend for Penn State recruiting and let's let's spend the next hour or so talking about it
0: yeah and we got an explosive play over the weekend if we're going to continue the football football metaphor Excellent uh, response from the Penn State football community. Thank you to everybody who watched our live streams, uh, both the tailgate show and the postgame show. Uh, We had excellent job by Ryan and and the guys at the stadium getting you content from Penn State postgame. Uh, Drew Allers comments James Franklin's comments. We have all that on the blue white illustrated YouTube channel So go check that out if you haven't yet today's your off day Maybe you were Sunday just hanging out doing fantasy drafts like Fitz We got all of that for you over at the at the YouTube channel and thank you to everybody who stopped by at the tailgate show I know there were a couple people uh, that said hi And I was super locked in and I didn't have a chance to say hi to everybody um, Steve said was at the game stopped by the broadcast gave T Frank a thumbs up. It was awesome to see you Steve Thank you so much for doing that. I did see you but I was told there was somebody who was trying to get my attention during the live show, and I, I just totally blew him off because I was in, in work mode. So appreciate everybody who uh, was at the different tailgates that we had, and uh, we look forward to seeing you throughout the 2023 season. Uh, if you want to go to the game, you need tickets, and Tixman Man Gym is your location to get tickets to the most exciting atmosphere in college football. 110,000 people were at the game this past weekend. Were you one of them? If you've been looking for a reliable source of Penn State football tickets, ticketsmanjim.com, formerly psutixman.com, has been running the t- his ticket exchange in Wilmington, Delaware for over 25 years. Every buyer is handled with courtesy and respect and every ticket purchased is guaranteed. Most every ticket is going to be transferred to your Ticketmaster email address, which having done that a couple of times during the preseason going to some NFL events, that is a super simple and smooth process now. So proceeds Use the fund of the PSU AA Chapter Scholarship Fund and the PSU Levi-Lamb Fund for Athletic Scholarships. Get your tickets to the Whiteout coming up in a couple of weeks. Get your Delaware tickets. Get your homecoming tickets and, of course, Michigan, all the home games. Go to tixmangym.com or you can contact Jim directly at tixmangym at gmail.com. I'll give you the phone number twice because that's what you're supposed to do from broadcasting school, 302-521-8380. That's 302-521-8380. Penn State beat West Virginia 3815 on Saturday. Fitz, um, you had your initial reactions in the wee hours of Sunday morning. But for people here that uh, want to know what you think about the game, what'd you think about the game?
2: Well, I had the exclusive reaction that Drew Aller might be a pretty good quarterback. So <laughs> I hate to keep that one behind the paywall. Um, I mean, w- w- I, said it, I said it last week when I, when I went out to watch him at practice throw for sort of the first extensive look I got at him. It's just different coming out of his hands. And you all saw that on the second throw of the game the other night. Uh, that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's just... There, there are times I, I think it's best when you look at it and you can say, oh, that's a good throw. That's that's great. But when you laugh, when someone makes a throw like that's like you just like, oh, my gosh, that doesn't happen. And uh, it happened with Drew. Drew. So um, that was fun. It's all a lot of good things. Um, week one, it's rusty. Like it's it's clunky. It's rusty. It's it's everything that you um, sort of it's everything that went into Nate Bauer's 28 point prediction last week, which I'm sitting up there in the third quarter just praying he's going to be wrong. Not not because I don't you know, I just don't want him to be right. And uh, luckily, Penn State got on the board. Penn State has not listed the hero position on their roster for some time. But Drew or uh, Bo Prabula played that role the other night for a lot of Penn State fans. I know. Um, no, it was just, it it was good. It it was, it was very much week one. It was right on schedule in our in-game thread of they get to halftime. Is Like who, who wants to change their season prediction now? Come on. They did it last year. They did the exact same thing last year. They had a worse showing against Purdue last year, especially defensively gave up 31, um, to a, to a better offense, obviously. But, uh, you know, West Virginia played hard. They, they played in their game, which was condensing things, running the football and extending plays with Garrett green, who, who played himself a heck of a game. I mean, that was, uh, I said it during the game the other night, uh, Cam Rising against Utah. Like, that was that was it. And it had a very Rose Bowlian feel to that game. Like, you never thought that Penn State was out of sorts or not going to win the game by double digits, but it was just a matter of getting there, and eventually it got there. I do like that Penn State uh, showcased a, a bit more firepower, big play potential through the air than we probably thought we were going to see. Like, I, th- I think waiting to ease into it, the stat line was there a- as we expected, but at the same time... Like, that's, a, that's an offense that can score quick. Now, red zone issues are certainly an issue, probably outside the five. Um, you know, you, you've got that running game. And I think that probably the, um, the most encouraging thing is how much they threw at Drew to use that passing game. Like, yes, you know you've got Singleton, you know you've got Allen, and you want to lean on that at some point during this year and lean on it pretty heavily, to be honest here. Um, but like they, they let him try and get out of jams that they got themselves in by being second and ten, by being third and ten. So I think that that's an interesting uh, way to look at um, how much they were throwing it. Drew in week one against a Power Five opponent. I mean, that's yep. you know, I know West Virginia is not supposed to be at the top of the Big Ten or even in the middle of the Big uh, Big. Excuse me, Big Twelve. I keep doing that. Um, and uh, but they'll but I think- all
0: be the Big Ten eventually.
2: Yes, I think you're probably not wrong. Um, But uh, no, I I, I think that they threw a lot at him and he handled it pretty well. And, uh, you know, I think this team is going to continue to improve the defense as much belly aching as we did over the defense. The first team defense gave up seven points and then the second team defense gave up that last touchdown. So I, I, I think there's a lot of good. There's a lot to work on special teams. Not good. Not good. Not good. Um, that needs to that needs to get better. Alex Falcons did come in do a nice job. Uh, Gabe Nuosu did a really good job with kickoffs there. Um, but a, a, as far as week one wins go, that was certainly um, you know that's kind of what you expected. Maybe a maybe a score here, a score there. But hey, man, um, that's why uh, that's why you get going. You you are essentially in college football dropped in cold. I mean, you can scrimmage yep. your own team all you want. You're going against players that don't know or that you don't know what they're doing. They don't know what you're doing. And that's going to cause a little bit of chaos. Penn State yeah. didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they had one penalty, which was a false start on a on a punt gunning. You know, that that those are things that are encouraging signs as they get into not the meat of their schedule, but when they go to Illinois in a couple of weeks, which by the way, Illinois didn't look great. Ohio State yeah. didn't look great. Michigan didn't look great. Like this is week one. We do this every year to ourselves. It's so much fun. And I can't wait to do it again next year.
0: Uh, with the defense you mentioned there that the offense didn't have a penalty Um, maybe they weren't super efficient in the red zone but they still moved the ball quite a bit in that game with the defense is that where you're saying a lot of the you're dropped in cold and it felt like there was a little bit of discombobulation on the defensive side of the ball is that more of what you were speaking of there uh, when you made that comment
2: I I think so I mean uh, gap soundness was was an issue last year it showed up in a big way against West Virginia Um, the uh everybody's going to point to the defensive tackles but that whole defensive line uh i think looked like they were just feeling themselves out for a while i think that whole defense was kind of feeling themselves out for a while um so i I would i would lean to that like i said gave up seven points which is we're kind of found ourselves in the uh in the illinois from a couple years ago uh, scenario where yes they gave up yards they gave up uh some some big plays third down defense seems like it was bad but West Virginia, I think, it was four or fourteen. So it wasn't, you know, from a percentage standpoint. It's just these things. Yeah. The negatives stick, stick out to you. And yep. the, the positives are are kind of what slip your mind. Um, yes, there's absolutely things to tighten up. And I think I think they've got the talent to do it. Um, yeah. You know, tackling is always an issue in week one. One of those things that you just you just look at and you say, That's that's going to happen. You're gonna have misses. Uh, you don't want to have the the bad, bad misses. Abdul Carter the other night did he had some bad, bad misses, uh, but yeah. you gotta tighten that that kind of thing up. Um, but yeah. Check out our impressions. There's week one issues. There's there's long term issues. We try and hash it out that, or ha- hash out those things and, and talk them out. And you know everybody comes out the other side of the weekend feeling okay. Like it's it's it it's not the end of the world when somebody else gets a first down. That's kind of where we're
0: at. Yeah, yeah. And we <laughs> we get we get into some of that uh, in T Frank's film room. Over, uh we we uh, did the uh, the offense passing game specifically. So if you want to feel good, uh, check out the passing game. Later today, my plan is to get to the defense and we're going to play who's got the B gap because I don't know after watching the film and reviewing it like Manny Diaz and his defense and part of that too. I think uh, just this is the the only thing I'll say about that part of this is uh, a little bit of discombobulation and a little bit of that's the defense. Uh, Sometimes they have they have situations where they run a play. They run a defensive play and. I'm not sure that there is somebody for the B gap. So we have to figure Well, we'll I'm going to dig into that a little bit later uh, uh, over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Of course, you can get fitness reactions. We've got some reactions in the chat as well. So thanks for the working on the holiday. Steven, as always, glad to be here. Glad you're here as well. Um, this one, like an auto styling, asks a question. This might be a little bit preemptive. Ryan, I want to come to you on this one. I want to get your reaction to this, get you in the show. Love the show. Great game by Aller. If he keeps this up, do you think there are any 2023 guys that decide they want to come play and flip to Penn State? Week one, do we, do we, have, a, do we have a gauge of how that feels of the quarterback being so good uh, after week one?
1: Well, not to be too much of a smart, you know what, but 2023 guys are freshmen currently at other schools, <laughs> but I'm sure somebody's gonna gonna go in the portal. Hey, it's por- uh, 2024. It's man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um yeah, I mean, well, look, I I think I think they're absolutely going to wide receiver wise, uh, go for players who are currently committed elsewhere. I, I think that's seems to be their their route. There may be a, a late bloomer or two that emerges, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that's kind of the plan. If they can flip a wide receiver who's currently committed elsewhere, uh, that seems like the most likely route they're going to go. Who that is, time will tell. I mean, there there is a big pool of guys there. We, you know, we've had Jalen Harvey kind of circle – or Jalen Harvey. Jalen Hornsby, excuse me, circle for a little while. Someone to keep an eye on. There's another one. Sean on does Jalen that too, recruit, We don't need to make him a wide receiver, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I do think – I mean, if there's a position to watch or someone to flip – Uh, Wide receiver certainly makes the most sense as of uh, early September.
0: We got a ton of people here for a Monday morning. I love it. The holiday has, we got uh, double what we normally have on a Monday show. So if you're new and it's the first time you're catching us live, please do two things. Consider... Liking the video, we've given you some good stuff already in analysis of the game. We're going to be getting into the Penn State recruiting stuff. And of course, if you're new here, tons of new people subscribing over the last couple of days at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. If you're still one of those people that hasn't, subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. You're going to get a ton of information, ton of analysis, ton of insight. And if you subscribe here to the YouTube channel, it's a bonus that it's free. Uh, David says... This is a solid week uh, one in college football to get a win. Lots of build off. The D will be fine. Offense looks better to start the season than it has since Trace Sorley and Saquon Barkley were in the blue and white. So positivity from David Greeter, who always is here to tell us that the Penn State's going to be the 2023 champions of the Big Ten. On the flip side, KJ here as well. Thanks for the donation. Happy Victory Monday. Aller's poise was amazing to see. Run de- defense, not so much. West Virginia O-line was very good. Their running back is a tank, so not going to panic just yet. I think that's good. Also, fits part of the perception of the run defense comes from the quarterback scrambling and right. that is not exactly the same thing and it's also related when it comes to the way you feel about the run defense also is because the the contain on passing plays wasn't great which is different in a sense then your your gap soundness in the run game
2: yeah the gap soundness is is obviously an issue but the the backside pursuit that those sort of things crashing down like taking back the cutback lanes that was an issue last year too it seems to still be you know hanging around lingering there but you're right like if you look at what west virginia did as a true running game when you take the quarterback scramble out of it it wasn't that successful like it wasn't a situation where they got run all over seemed like it at times when you're picking up i think i think they gave up five runs of 10 yards or more which is not ideal yeah. Um, But a lot of those were quarterback scrambles as well. So I I think that probably the expectation of this being a shutdown defense from week one um, is what's playing into that role. Like, again, Penn State gave up seven points to the first team offense. Like, that was a situation. I I think that the best way to take into account Penn State's um, confidence in their defense is that they were up 31-15, and Bo Probula was in the game. That's a yeah. two-score two game. Like, that's a two-score game, and you're putting all, all the backups in. Like, that's saying something about where you think you are compared to where West Virginia can hurt you, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, you have a turnover, that first-team defense goes back in. But that's very un-James Franklin-like. That's a great that, point. Like, he is a guy that likes to get up four touchdowns before he puts the new quarterback. And I was just talking about some about that at the tailgate the other day with some people. Like, he hates to make that change, but – you know, I think they felt comfortable with where they stood. I think they were comfortable the entire time. You know, they're missing some guys, but uh, it was a situation where they they felt pretty comfortable about where they stood. And, uh, yeah, I think that, that that defense is is going to take a step. Like I said, they gave up 31 points to Purdue to open the year last year. Nobody was talking about how great of a defense they were. They, they ended up pretty good. So, yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to be OK. Um, DN's getting up the field a little bit. D tackles getting up the field a little bit as well. Like those guys are quick and that's great. Um, But there's got to be an element of playing within the the system, and I think that that's really what you're looking at looking for with those front four is to really not let that that get away and get I guess over pursue and get up the get up the field, occupy some blockers. The linebackers I didn't didn't think play that well, but of course they were dealing with the, that wave of the offensive line, really good yep. test on the off or really good test off the bat of this offensive line. It was a good offensive line. Like they, yes. they did some, some really nice things. I don't think they, they overwhelmed Penn state, but you know, you're not playing Toledo. You're not playing, you know, you're not playing a school that's that, that can't physically be a power five offensive line. That that's, uh, that's on the better half of the power power five offensive line. So I think that, like it it comes with some perception, like everything, like it comes with some perception. Yes, there is a lot of things to clean up, but I think we saw enough good and enough talent um, and enough speed. Like speed is very key. Like Curtis Jacobs, I thought was very good. Yes, like he was all over the place. There was one play, uh, I believe, in the third quarter in which he took an outside route. Then he took an inside route and then he stopped he pivoted and went back outside and ended up with a uh, quarterback hurry on a scramble. Like that was a ridiculous play by Curtis Jacobs. And it didn't result in any real stats of, I think probably got a quarterback hurry out of it, but it also, you know, changed that drive. Like it, it it essentially ended a drive. So, um really encouraged by some of the stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to come out of week one saying that this, you know, just because Penn State didn't score 50 points or 45, I think I had as 45. Um, just because they didn't score that and they got the late touchdown. Hey, late touchdowns happen. Backdoor, backdoor uncovered and then covers happen. Um, and and that's what we saw the other night. So I'm uh I'm I'm encouraged by a lot of what I saw. And just because it wasn't 60 to five or whatever, you know, it's uh, that that's kind of where we're where we're at on this Monday morning.
0: Uh, David Greeter asks, why I haven't heard anything about Alex Birchmeyer when talking about O-line depth here by Javen Williams and Anthony Donka, but no Birch. Dave, that is one thing that if you want to know more about that, bluewhiteillustrated.com, that's a place you got to go to get that particular slice of information. Um, uh, we'll be getting into some of the other stuff this week when it comes to the offensive line depth and, and kind of the preparation for the rest of the season. But uh, that's one area where uh, that's. I appreciate you being a part of the show. We, we've got some trade secrets there behind the paywall that you got to go to blueoidillustrated.com for. Um, Ryan, coming to you, you were at the Tom Lemming photo shoot, shifting our focus away from the game into the recruiting aspect of this particular weekend. Lines up pretty well to have Tom Lemming at the game or in State College for the weekend. So first off, explain for people that don't know uh, what that is and why it was important to Penn State over the weekend.
1: Well, it's it's... It just helps get, get guys into the area, right? I mean, they're, they're two totally unrelated events. I mean, Tom's smart. He, he understands this is a big, big event. There's going to be a lot of recruits coming in here naturally just to uh, watch the game. Uh, so you, you kind of line them. Tom lines it up uh, with that. And, and, and it helps get a lot of players in the area or in throughout the region, um, you know, so he can get his photos. And obviously, Tom does a big magazine. I think most of you guys know who Tom Lemming is. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Tom let me come out. On Saturday, uh, see a ton of elite players, man. Uh, we, you know, we talked a lot about the Harrisburg guys. There it was great, uh, getting to know Tyler Merrill more and Kevin Brown more, Maurice Barnes more. There's going to be very important players for Penn State moving forward, but there's a lot of guys outside the region who I haven't gotten to, to know a, a whole lot yet. Uh, Charlandian Strange, a player from uh Cheltenham down towards Philadelphia, is a guy who I've struggled <laughs> to get in touch with for the longest time. I was telling Sean the other day, i like, we had a great conversation with him, a uh, really nice kid, great kid. Seems like he would he would fit Penn State. Let's see where that goes down the road. But uh, just just building relationships with guys, that was the big thing. I, I kind of got out of that event, you know, talking to someone like DJ McClary, for example, who I think is going to be one of the top linebackers in this region. Uh, you know, just, just little things like that, getting to know guys, getting connecting uh, faces to Twitter accounts, right? Because I've been messaging these guys for, you know, God knows how long now, but probably a year for, for many of them. Uh, but they don't really know who I am. Right. And same with their parents. So uh, really, again, thanks. Uh, appreciate Tom. Let me come out to that. Uh, Tom's connected with CBS. He's kind of uh, does his own thing, not really connected with, with, with some of the big sites. Uh, so for him to allow, you know, me and, and, you know, to, to some degree on three uh, access to that uh, was really appreciative. Great to see Jalen Matthews too. I haven't really, uh, you know, talked to Jalen too much here in, in recent months, uh, he let me know that we have him incredibly underrated, though, which I wasn't surprised about. Uh, quite a few guys
0: uh, let That's me know. Nice where, where, where is he rated right now? I thought he was like a top 100 player. <laughs> he wants to be
1: number one, period. Oh, End okay. of story. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if he's not number one, we have him underrated. Which I love the confidence. Like, he is – certainly. there's a lot of linemen who are like uh, jolly giants, right? You know, very nice, yeah. timid, laid back. Not Jalen Matthews. This kid <laughs> is business, man. He's a – bad uh mofo we'll say okay so, so
2: seven, 76 overall by the way uh which is the highest in the industry
1: right <laughs> <So>, right yep <laughs> <we're> right there <laughs> right because i i said that i was like we have you at top 100 like pretty good man you know he's like i'm not number one am i i was like i don't think so he's like enough said just like walked away i was like okay <laughs> okay but That's all you can say yeah though. anyway great event uh really appreciate tom letting me come out and like uh, see everybody meet parents meet players and uh, hopefully that only uh, helps our coverage here moving forward.
0: So that was a, a good uh, nugget from uh, outside of the game specifically, but let's get into West Virginia recruiting reaction review. And that's something that Penn State fans are very excited to know. Once again, bluewhiteillustrated.com is a place to get all of the information that Ryan and Fitz have gathered. Um, if you didn't catch our special deal last week the kickoff special where you got it for 50% off I don't know what to tell you we talked about it on every single show we had social media posts about it Uh, I don't believe that is live right now so you're it's still worth it to sign up though because you get 365 days of amazing coverage from these guys and they give you all the insights so Ryan of the things that you had this weekend what do you think is interesting to share here on the show
1: well I, I don't I don't They're always kind of, it's always kind of the same thing, right? I don't want to like overhype it and make people think like this was a different event than what we've seen in years past. It's a lot of the same stuff. Amazing crowd, right? Uh, It's Mm -hmm. always about, you know, I have so many guys always mentioned, you know, the coaches are great. It was, it was a cool atmosphere, but what I thought was really cool was the fans knowing who I am. And, and, you know, as they come out, of course, through the tunnel and and down the sidelines to introduce or to watch uh, the, you know, uh, what is it? But uh, pregame, pre-game? Excuse me. Um, you know, there's always a ton of students, you know, so and so introducing come to Penn State, all that stuff. I have so many guys always bring that up. So uh, all the students who are watching us and paying attention to who the recruits are, uh, keep doing your thing there because you're, you're certainly leaving strong impressions on a lot of these prospects. But yeah, I mean, I think it really just comes down to the atmosphere. That's always the biggest thing that these guys bring up. Uh, You're not going to get an atmosphere anywhere in the Northeast that's similar. Obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, a lot of SEC schools have have incredible uh, college game day atmospheres. Uh, But Penn State in this region is kind of the only one that can really offer that size of a crowd and, you know, that intensity. And I I think it leaves a really strong impression on a lot of these players. I had so many guys also bring up that they're excited to come back for Iowa, right? And that's kind of one thing we've been talking about a little bit is it's like back. Obviously, there's the Delaware game in between, but. Uh, Penn State has an opportunity to kind of go back to back, uh, getting a ton of guys. A lot of the same guys who were here this weekend are going to be back here in a couple of weeks and uh, to really set the bar high here uh, as players then go on in October and November uh, to visit other schools. So I think a lot of the same stuff is always man. excited to get around, uh, you know, the, the, that kind of an atmosphere and see what State College is all about. And, uh, you know, just kind of seeing the impression it'll leave for guys moving down the road.
0: Fitz, uh, what sort of reactions did you gather from the weekend? What sort of things do you think are interesting to bring up here on the show?
2: Yeah, I, I think that if you came into the weekend expecting a commitment, I mean, it's still a little early for these guys, 2025 guys, especially the 2026 guys. I know they've got a couple on board and they've got one in the 2026 class, but uh, it's going to take guys, uh, you know, if you remember playing the old NCAA game, um, the sometimes you would offer a kid and you'd commit right away. Like that's, that. those are the guys that right now would be committed Um and uh, I think that that's kind of how it plays out. Interested, uh, Brady O'Hara, um, the the tight end from Pittsburgh is a guy. I think the the RPM is very strong on Penn State right now. And that that's one that's pointing heavily toward the Nittany Lions. But you've got some of the 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 usual suspects from the region. Lyric Samuel was back this weekend. He's a receiver uh from New York, who I think has been here five times this year. Like that's uh that's an interesting one to me, one to keep an eye on. Trent Wilson, I see somebody in the in the um in the comments, made a comment on Trent Wilson, the St. Francis defensive tackle. St. Francis was out uh, East St. Louis this weekend, and he was not with them. He was at the game at Penn State. That's an interesting one. Hmm. Um, yes, St. Francis is very St. Francis to Penn State. They, Penn State has not uh, landed anybody from there. Trent Wilson is a transfer in from St. Uh, John's in D.C., so maybe there's a little bit of a difference there um, than uh, than typically what Penn state runs across with, with St. Francis. There's not a conspiracy that keeps St. Francis kids from coming to Penn state. It's just a completely different atmosphere. When you go from Baltimore uh, in the city, Baltimore to state college is very different, very different than what a lot of the St. Francis kids are looking for. And, um, like I said, just can't hammer it home enough. It's not a conspiracy that's keeping St. Francis kids away from Penn state. Anyway, beyond that, uh, Kanoa Winston back in town that's a good one um, he's uh, he saw his cousin start for the first time um, and uh, yeah I think that that's uh it, it was it was a really good list of, of 2025s I know uh, Ryan covered a bunch a couple of guys uh, committed elsewhere um, that that popped up on campus that's always good to see some of some you might have a shot at some not um, but uh, I, I really think having that lemming photo shoot there helps <laughs> helps Penn State quite a bit so would not be surprised if they had another one in the spring that's what they usually I think they usually do one and then a, a lighter one in the spring but uh it, it certainly helps helps to get those guys around campus and you know they stick around for that atmosphere because that atmosphere is is pretty special when you're up there shaking in the press box in the pregame uh 20 minutes before game time you kind of realize what uh what's different about the the way that penn state approaches things
0: i miss fearing for my life uh that i being in the press box like being here in the studio doing everything i do i i thoroughly love what I do, but if there's one thing I do miss, it is the atmosphere at Beaver Stadium for those big games. If you haven't been there before uh, Tixman Jim, you got to check it out. You got to go and you got to see the game because it is genuinely different. Ryan, um, Maurice Barnes, you had a chance to speak with him. Um, again, bluewhiteillustrated.com to get the full conversation. Any highlights you want to pull away to give people kind of a nugget so they go and uh, check out the full conversation? Um
1: with maurice not as much i mean the, and one thing i'll say with maurice is just like he's just he's 2026 20, guy just kind of getting started right uh been to penn state a bunch so there's a good foundation of a relationship there with manny diaz and, and a few recruiting assistants but um still kind of getting his feet wet his only other bit, only other school he's been to is virginia tech but uh, I think he will. He should end up being a, an important target for Penn State. Has an offer already. 6'1", 195 as a linebacker. I think they really want to see kind of how he grows and progresses. That's that's yeah. the, the one question mark I really have about Barnes at the moment. Um, but I, the one guy I do kind of actually want to mention is Jaden Blair, uh, safety prospect. We talked about him a little bit. I'll, I'll have a story on him here shortly, uh, pretty much once we get done with this show. Uh, he's the guy that really is kind of standing out as far as relationship with Dex, Uh, flat out being very honest with me about, like, Penn State's a school I really like. So he's a 2025 Mm -hmm. prospect. North Carolina, by the way, a a state that Penn State needs to gain some more more momentum in. So I think that's important to note. And, again, I'll have a story up on him kind of detailing some more things, uh, I would think, probably in the next hour or so. But 6'4", 180, very tall, lanky safety. Does he stay at safety long term? I think he will. I think Dex – I mean, Dex loves his length, but there's a lot of length.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's been and he's been up a bunch. Oh, I I guess a bunch for a North Carolina kid.
1: Three times. Yeah, three times since March. I mean he was at camp. North Carolina kid though. Yeah. Yeah. He was at camp, um, which was big. I think that camp was like kind of a game-changing moment, I'd say. He liked Penn State a lot, but working with Dex working with Dex yeah. was big. And then also uh, Penn State getting measurables on him was big on the on the other side of course is Penn State being genuinely interested because it's someone that size you know they got to make sure he can move and he's not running four fours or anything but at six four180 I thought he was like a four low four six something like that so it's something that they can see and improve and, and, and grow on here uh in the months ahead
2: yeah he covers a lot of ground and he's not a four five he's not a four four guy like that yeah. that that length does matter.
0: Yeah, and especially if you're 185 pounds, there's a great chance that if you're 6'4", 185, once you put a little more muscle on your body, you're going to have a chance to uh, to lower that 40 time, especially. Uh, guys in action this weekend. Let's rewind the clock, go past the Penn State game, go past the pregame, go past the tailgating, go back to Friday night lights. There were a lot of guys that were in action, and we're going to be recapping some of them here on the show today. So um, I believe we should start with Ethan Grunkmeyer once again another win we mentioned this uh and i think that this is a polarizing conversation of like his team was not great last year they are off to a 3-0 start and they look very good and very explosive in 2024 i think so that's I, a huge i've tried
1: hit. loading max preps can you guys hear that <laughs> <Every single laughs> time. Uh,
2: it's it is an autoplay loud autoplay and yes. uh, I, can't, I, I can't do it
1: during the show anymore it's uh it's tough. <laughs>
0: uh so who wants to go with ethan who wants to have a conversation about what they saw from ethan grockmeyer
1: well i was trying to load the score to make sure i had it right i knew they played westerville south i don't remember the exact score uh friday night into saturday of course with this weekend was was all a a bit of a a blur uh but we know the stats right 17 for 26 216 yards and three touchdowns uh so a solid showing there I, i think Fans got a crazy expectations right when he threw for 500 or he went for 500 total yards in that first game uh, two sixteen and three, though. Uh, solid. And, and you know, obviously love seeing 17 for 26. Uh, I'll be honest. So I haven't really reviewed all these guys' film yet. The one guy I have really seen the film for was Anthony Speca. And that's just because uh, one of our co-workers, Zach Libby, he went out to Central Catholic this weekend um, to watch. Uh, you know, just, just a handful of guys that are out there. And uh, man, he was texting me all night on Friday, just kind of raving about Specca and, and his performance overall. Uh, I know we're, th- we're showing grunk in the moment. Uh, T Frank, when you get a chance, put on Speca's highlights because his, his game was I think one of the more impressive ones we've, we've seen from him uh, 10 tackles, four tackles for loss, one sack, two PBUs uh, only played for a little bit into the third quarter. Uh, and, and that was it. But, man, it's very impressive, I, I think, as far as his reads and stuff. I mean, he looked like a, like a straight missile out there the other night. And, uh, you know, one thing we've always mentioned with Speck is like speed and decision-making and things like that. And, I mean, I think you saw what he brings and his growth uh, in, in some of this film here. I don't know a ton about St. Ignatius' line and and how that kind of, uh, you know, played into these highlights. I'd like to watch the complete game if I could. But, uh, man, this is one of the more, I think, impressive films of this weekend and then obviously of, of really Speca's entire career. So I wanted to mention that. Sean, I'll throw it to you if you want to mention any other guys. I mean, I know uh, Quentin Martin had a pretty good week. Yeah, St. Ignatius is uh, – Ignatius, St. Ignatius, what the hell is wrong with me? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, don't... <laughs> I, it's I, Ignatius.
2: I just it's Ignatius. I only mentioned them just to point out your your uh, vocabulary. Thank you. Um, no, but that, I mean, they're usually okay. I don't think they're anything great this year, but Central Catholic Catholics smacked them 47-6. to 6. I mean, that is – they were – Far and away. I think I think Zach went out because this is uh you know a Sullivan's there, obviously the Michigan guy. But it was you know, it's one of those ones when you look at the schedule, you see St. Ignatius, you say they've got they've had some players in the past. Central Catholic went out and, and, and smacked them up pretty good. So really good team, that, right there. Uh, that central Catholic team. We saw them at seven on seven this year. Obviously, they've got Speck. Obviously, they've got Peter Gonzalez, who is a big play receiver um at that level. And, and they've got Sullivan, as I mentioned. But, uh, yeah, that's a really good team. They're going to give a lot of people in Pennsylvania some, some issues this year. So excited to see them. Quentin Martin, um, his season debut um, as far as regulation games um, against Laurel Highlands. Uh, <laughs> sick carries, 103 yards. Scored three touchdowns, six catches, 49 yards. Uh, he's good. He's very
0: good. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: I, I, don't, I don't I don't. know the uh, the – uh, analysis goes that much more deep Laurel Highlands overmatched obviously uh, but uh, this kid keeps growing on me he's a really really fantastic player and does it in different ways it's not he's not just taking the handoff running away from guys he is catching the ball again I've said it in the in the past he might be Penn State's best receiver commit um, but yeah he's just yep. he's toying with kids right now if you're watching the YouTube show um, he's he's a very good player so I'm, I was excited to see Quentin uh debut uh just from talking to people i know there's been questions about his future position um he can play running back at this level like he has the abilities and the uh agilities and every all the other itties that you need to play running back at this level he can play low at six one um and he could do some some special things so i'm really excited to see where he fits into the uh on uh, which which echelon he fits into in Penn State's running back room when he gets here because he can play running back. And is it a situation? I mean, you, you're supposed to have Nick Singleton. You're supposed to have Katron Allen back for his freshman year. Is it a situation where you put him in the slot? And maybe yeah. see what he can do, play him around uh, different, different areas and see if you can get him onto the field as a true freshman because it's angling like he's – one of those guys that can come in as a true freshman and actually do some things, not just, uh, you know, pro- provide some spots, but actually do some things and be a weapon as a true freshman. And I know that the, the talent level at Penn state is higher than it's been in the past when we've seen those guys, some guys come in on offense and, and be, um, statement guys on, uh, in, in that huddle. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that because I think he's, he's really good. I think he's really good.
0: Yeah. And, uh, even at the very least special teams is going to be a part of his the conversation for him and if you want to take a couple carries off of uh nick singleton throwing him back uh there kick return I, I got tired of watching all of uh of quentin martin's kick return touchdowns So every time i saw him take a like if if he was in a kick return position i just skipped by it because yes he's very big and he's very fast i know that already yeah definitely uh, hey,
1: one thing one sure. thing with 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 quentin too uh these next three weeks we're we're gonna get a good Good feel for for his and uh, his growth, I guess you'd say. I mean, they have McKeesport, Penn Trafford, Thomas Jefferson, like their best three opponents are these next three weeks. So if you really want to watch or you want to go see Quinton play, I, I suggest, and you know, obviously you live out in that area. Go go to one of these next couple games because they'll roll through their conference like they always do. Bell, Bell will go far in the playoffs. Uh, Penn Trafford, Thomas Jefferson uh, and then McKeesport this weekend, uh, all three quality opponents.
0: Uh, Peter Gonzalez. I'll just mention him quickly. Uh, Unfortunately, I got some video of Peter from the weekend, but it was not uh, broadcast arable. Uh, He's explosive. Like when we looked at uh, him last year and it's like, yeah, but is he fast? Uh, I think he's got great hands. Uh, It was a sick one handed catch that I saw this weekend. Uh, Vertical threat. And he's really good at adjusting to his quarterback when they're scrambling. So he doesn't get a ton of targets because, as you guys mentioned, that that uh, Central Catholic team is stacked. But when he does get targets, he makes the most of them. Uh, One last guy I know that we wanted to cover was Cooper Cousins. Uh, Fitz, uh, you uh, you want to get Cooper Cousins for us? Got on mute. Perfect. I always want to
2: get Cooper Cousins. He's uh, yeah. he's playing center, um, which is awesome. And he is straight up mulling kids. He's playing Barberton, which uh, he should be mulling kids. Their D tackle, probably 6'2", 70. So, like, of the guys that he's going to go against up around Erie, you know, pretty big. And he kind of destroyed him at times. So, uh, I know that guy was trying to cut him a bunch, as you just saw right there. Uh, Cooper <laughs> caught that's... him and pile-drived him. So, that's good to see in a center. Um, if you watch some more clips, I think the next clip is the one of him pulling and uh, and, and mauling someone, which is always fun. Um, I was interested to see where he would play. Uh, played a lot of tackle at mm. uh, uh, at camp this year, and he has the size, the length, and the the athletic ability to play tackle, which will be really interesting to see when he gets here in January. if they put him at tackle, like they did with Alex Birchmeyer this year to see if he can handle it. Um, or if they just kind of try and keep him inside. Um, they're obviously gonna be looking for a new center uh next year with Norzad moving on regardless. So uh be interested to see where he fits in the ready to play among offensive lineman role, which is really, really tough thing to do. Um, we've seen some really good offensive linemen come in and 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 the red shirt is the best call for them. I know we were asked about Birchmeyer earlier, the red shirt is the best call for Birchmeyer. Um, but uh Yeah, man, Cooper Cousins, I know he's not there's the one. Yeah, where he just 74 is not a good day for him. Um, he just, uh, he gets out there and he knocks some kids around and uh, that's what, that's what he should be doing. Let's not get this too far yep. out of out of context. That's what he should be doing against Barberton and to see him doing it from the center position uh, kind of reminds you of what Ryan filmed last year with Javon Williams pulling from guard. Like he's got some, he's got some feet, he's got some feet and that's what you need uh, to succeed at this level. He's got the size to play right away. If he needs to, will Penn state need him to play right away next year? I don't know. Um, but never can have too many offensive linemen handy as we've seen already in August with Penn state.
0: And one thing I love and just seeing Cooper up close over the summer at camp in really good shape and 300 pounds. So when he gets to Penn state, there's going to be room to grow. So this isn't a kid who is, you know, like a finished product that you're watching out there as somebody who's, you know, 300 pounds and six foot six, like there's a lot of room to develop. And I think he's done a great job of, putting that weight on the right way over time. So just really overall a really impressive prospect uh, guys. That that's what I have for today. Ryan, any last players you want to highlight any last thoughts for the show? That
1: was my first time seeing Cooper's film from this weekend. I, I was saying speck. I had the best film this week. I don't know, man, <laughs> maybe Cooper did. That was impressive, uh, man. He's another guy. Like I really want to go up there and see, it's just like such a long trip and it's an offensive lineman. Like I feel so bad that I haven't gotten up there uh, you can stop Cooper in Sugar Cullen, Grove
0: and we'll we'll get some snacks. We'll go up together. Are
1: you how about you how about you go T Frank? You're a little you you, you <laughs> yeah. have family up there, you can you can make that work. But but now that's all I have. I mean, look, it was the one thing I'll say is like uh we haven't broke down like numbers and stuff from this weekend. It was well over 100 prospects. You know, there was uh I think 40 I counted around 45 like true division 1 2025 prospects and out of that 45ish number, I believe it was around 30ish Uh, who already hold scholarship offers from Penn State. So great numbers there. I mean, again, if you compare it to West Virginia, Pitt, Maryland, Rutgers, and I understand Penn State's on a different caliber, but, like, these programs would love to be getting these kind of uh, numbers. I mean, I was talking to West Virginia guys up in the press box before the game, man, and they were just like, I've never seen so many recruits. And then I was showing them the list and the amount of talent, and, you know, that's that's not – that's not something you see at a lot of programs in the area. And again, I know Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, those are the three that, uh, you know, are just kind of on a different level. But uh, the, look, w- w- one last thing I'll say is Penn State recruits against West Virginia more than fans realize. I know uh, they're trying to recruit against SEC schools and Ohio State and all that, but, uh, you know, they, they, they recruit against West Virginia for a handful of guys every year. And uh, to have that kind of a performance, that kind of atmosphere, uh, th- that's the kind of, uh, statement i guess you could say that'll impact recruitments for the next two plus years
0: kj johnson here in the chat uh gives us another super chat thank you kj this has been an awesome show from a lot of different angles love that everyone is hyped up and ready to go here on a monday morning he says more o-line highlights please Lo- love pancakes on a monday morning what a perfect That's a perfect comment. I think that might win for the perfect comment of the day. Rick says, thanks for doing a show on Labor Day, guys. Much appreciated. We appreciate you being here, Rick. Fitz, take us out. Any last thoughts for the show today?
2: KJ is better off getting pancakes this morning than Nate Bauer, whose wife decided she wanted to go to the waffle shop on a football Labor Day weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Have fun with that one, buddy. Um, (laughs) I think he's still in line. I just got a picture that they're sitting in line with the two kids. He's Obviously, obviously happy. Uh, Malik McLean, 6'3", three, uh, runs a 3", 4'4", 4'4", I believe. Um, that was from the comments as well. He looked pretty fluid the other night. I know this is a yep. recruiting show, but like we can wrap some things up with football as well. Uh, M- McLean looked pretty fluid. Liam Clifford, I thought looked looked pretty good as well. Um, receiver depth, it doesn't get fixed in one week. Like we we got a good showing, a good showing from the guys beyond Keandre and Trey, which you know put up some big numbers the other night. Um, but uh, th- if they get that level, maintain that level of consistency. Obviously, see if it's got to catch that ball and make it a touchdown. Um, but a really good start for those guys, and they threw a lot at them. It was it was mentioned earlier uh, that the tight ends were not targeted. Shocked me like that. That was an yeah. offense or a defense that you could really expose some things with the tight ends. Penn State didn't do that. Um, maybe they wanted to throw more at the receivers. I don't know. It's it's tough to tell um, what the motivation is sometimes for for some guys. But th- I thought they played well um anything else sticking out from the comments here Ohio State will be okay they'll be fine like yes they had a week one <laughs> yeah. two Michigan had a week one two um let's uh let's roll back the Penn State's going to roll both of them talk uh because those are going to be pretty pretty good games um Drew hey, how about the Colorado Buffaloes man hey yeah thanks for asking
0: we uh, got the, we got them on the we got the comments early on the show but we did not address it uh overall you got the Colorado shirt on and before we get to that one last thing I think Timmy points this out Drew Aller spreading the ball around. I was encouraged by that. We have a conversation talking about Malik McClain and Liam Clifford today because Aller uh, is great at finding the open receiver. But, yeah, the shirt was super popular on the show today. And uh, shocker there that Colorado was able to get that win. Uh, I mean, shocker for some. Not if you've been following.
1: (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) I
0: I (laughs) fell right into it.
2: I kept, um, I kept getting texted because we I was up on the tail, uh, in the second half. I was on the way to the tailgate. And, of course, Penn State tailgating, you get batches of text. You don't get text. You get batches of text. So it would all come at one time that uh, that Colorado was going back and forth. Apparently a heck of a game. I didn't I didn't watch the end of it. I haven't had time to, to roll back and get to the end of it. But heck of a win for Prime, man. I, I've been saying this for a long time. So I saw him coach at the Under Armour game for a week. Uh, I think Herm Edwards was the other one. Um, and – he went to Jackson State, and I thought if Prime is anything like the Under Armour coach, he is toast. Because he was you know, just floating around, not really coaching, not really doing some things. And then he got to Jackson State. He did what he did at Jackson State, and it was impressive. And so he goes to Colorado. Whole new ball game, obviously, here. Um, but like, I'm not going to doubt that guy. That guy has got a lot going for him um, in terms of uh, staff, in terms of acumen tough schedule, uh, not a lot of talent, but they will beat some guys. I didn't think they'd beat the defending NCA finalist who lost a lot as well, admittedly, but still <laughs> like I thought they'd cover, I didn't think they'd win, but hey, that's a that's a heck of a, a heck of a start. And hey, man, that's why everyone's here. College football is so great, isn't it? Like uh we yeah. can come out and see that in week 1, um then you can switch the channel and a couple hours later you're watching your team play a night game in an atmosphere like uh like penn state west virginia the other night college football is pretty great man i'm glad it's back
1: hold on speaking of batches of text i gotta throw one more thing in there so i'm down on the field for the last touchdown Bow scores you know there's no service down there i get into the press room all my old drinking college buddies backdoor bow you know great teams cover you know james franklin's a legend i just i mean there was like five of them just rolling in about, about that cover. So James, you made all my old college buddies happy this weekend. Uh, I'm sure there was thousands, tens of thousands, maybe millions of others you made happy uh, with that. But yeah, I just, uh, I was just cracking up as those texts were rolling in about the Penn state cover. And
0: you don't want to do best bets. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on a Friday show. I promise. <laughs>
0: No, that's it's. I just love it that Ryan Snyder's Best Bets shows up Monday morning because that is who Ryan is. It's it's an excellent yes. Addition I'm degenerate. To the degenerate. Thank you, T Frank,
1: for telling the world I'm a degenerate. <laughs> I will admit it. It's okay.
0: Uh, well it's entirely legal ryan there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and it's a lifestyle choice it is not yeah, morally i shit. don't know
1: when you're a journalist but okay let's end the show
0: all right that'll do it for today we'll be back on wednesday i'll be recapping the game on uh, the ksn on bwi show james franklin's press conference coming up tomorrow as well all kinds of content make sure you subscribe here and at bluewhiteillustrated.com thank you so much to ryan snyder and sean fitz we will be back with more Penn State football content